Let's pray. Gracious God, on this, uh, on this damp day, uh, be, with, be with us. Be with our mouths, as the text says. Provide us with your words, with your life, with your very voice, uh, alive and resonant in our life witnesses, each one of us. Lord, in your name we pray, amen. Called upon to be the mouthpiece of God and liberator of his people, Moses was, shall we say, uh, reluctant. I think that's fair to say from the text, from Sinead's uh, recounting. You see, Moses' speaking ability was not great, right? Yet God assured Moses not once, but twice, probably a whole lot more than that, that I will be with your mouth. <laughs> this is how it gets translated. God will teach you, Moses, what to do and say. Interesting phrase. I will... <laughs> Heaven, God speaking. No, that's, okay. that's no problem. Hey, it's happened to everybody, right? Interesting phrase, I will be with your mouth. It occurs to me that many, many of us, I think, have asked God in so many words to be with our mouth. For instance, maybe turn the clock back a little bit in school, those, those years ago when contemplating talking to that special girl or boy that we liked, or the cool kids whose approval we sought. Didn't many of us utter some variation of a prayer? Please help me to say something cool, or at least not something stupid. (laughs) Lord, be with my mouth. Or if we were sort uh, sort of a person who's prone to anger, blurting out something that we regret later. Any of those people here? Um, we may say that little prayer too. Help me not to say something hurtful or insensitive or something that will get me in trouble. Lord, be with my mouth. And are there times when we have to have a frank conversation with someone? Maybe someone we care about a lot. Lord, be with my mouth. Help me to say the right things. I'm not sure what to say. And underneath all our pleas is the ever-present concern that maybe I don't know the right things to say or I won't say it well. So you see, I may need a little help, God. (laughs) Ever been there? Have you? Albert, Frederick, Arthur, George known to those close to him as Bertie, was next in line to become the king of England. As England was on the verge of war in 1939, but he was intensely reluctant to ascend to this role. You see, Bertie had a crippling speech impediment, a stutter, and a king was expected, of course, to give speeches, and over the radio, speeches to millions, speeches that could rally Britons, troops, and people against Hitler. 
No, this was not going to work, thought Albert. As, uh, as a king, he would be nothing but a fraud, unable to deliver what would be expected of him. Now, as a God-fearing person, one wonders how many times Albert prayed that God would be with his mouth. Enter a speech therapist named Lionel Logue, who begins working with Bertie and making some progress. In the scene I'm about to show you, it has been discovered by Bertie that Lionel is lacking in credentials as a speech therapist, much to the dismay and anger of Bertie. But in this scene in Westminster Abbey, we learn that neither one of these men is a fraud at all. Oh yes, Bertie, you have a voice. And indeed, let the record show that King George went on to be a bloody good king. And he rallied the people of Britain against the, not only the specter, but the reality of Hitler through his heartfelt speeches. But you see, it wasn't simply because he learned to speak more fluently. We'd be missing the point if we concluded that. He learned that he had contributions to make from in here that were needed, contributions that came out of his whole person. You see, his voice was not merely about the words that he spoke, but what was behind those words. As Lionel Logue pointed out, his voice came from a moral center, his integrity, his courage. You're the bravest person I've ever known, said Lionel Logue. And on to an earlier version of King George, Moses referred to himself as having a, uh, as being s- slow of tongue, is how it gets translated. Actually, the most literal translation of slow of tongue in our text today is uncircumcised mouth. <laughs> I think we're all grateful that it got translated as a slow of tongue, right? Old Testament scholars believe that that particular Hebrew term probably means Moses had a speech impediment, and perhaps stuttered. Is this the sort of person that you would want in a verbal confrontation with one of the most powerful people on earth? First of all, a fugitive wanted for murder, yeah, review the history, who happened to have a speech impediment. Apparently God did. And God's task for Moses was nothing less than to rally his people from beneath the boot of a highly oppressive dictator. The thought that God would appoint him, Moses, to speak words that would dismantle Pharaoh's slave empire had to sound utterly absurd to Moses. Understandably, Moses had (laughs) one question after another. Do you think you'd have a few questions? Uh, But who am I uh, that I should do this? Uh, Who will I say sent me? Uh, What if they don't believe me? Yada, yada, yada. And through it all, God said, you will go on my authority. I will be with you. I will equip you. And Moses, getting to the heart of his own insecurities, finally said, in the words that Diane read, but I've never been eloquent. In fact, I've got issues with my speaking ability. 
then God said, I'm the one who made you and gave speech to you. I will be with your mouth and give you the words to say. Even then, Moses said, Sorry, you've got the wrong one. Well, history says differently. Moses did indeed lead his people to freedom. Have you ever felt for some reason that you have something that disqualifies you from speaking up or from stepping up in whatever role? Something about uh, your past, a weakness perhaps. Wouldn't have to be a speech impediment. Keep paying attention. There are three, three things that I would like to highlight for us in this wonderful story from the book of Exodus. First, God chooses to do God's work through the likes of you and me with all of our flaws and warts and this, that, and the other thing as flawed as we may be. So we learn in this story that we do not act, any of us, alone in this world. And even though we are not given such a daunting task as was given to Moses, each one of us is called, sent, and accompanied. That means we are not alone, but God is with us in a partnership of sorts. God is with our mouth. He will help you and speak through you, often in ways you may not perceive. And even in spite of dumb things that you say or do, and I don't know about you, but I sure do a lot of dumb things and say dumb things. Being called, sent, and accompanied by God is important because life can be pretty discouraging. It's easy, I think, for any of us to feel like we can't get the job done sometimes. Think of... Think about Moses. For quite a while, his own people were skeptical of Moses because whenever Moses made his demands of Pharaoh, you know, this is when Moses said, okay, I'm all in, let's do this thing, God. Whenever Moses made his demands of Pharaoh, Pharaoh became more oppressive with the Hebrew slaves. So his own people said to Moses, Moses, will you shut up? You're only making Pharaoh mad, and then he takes it out on us. Tough sledding, hmm? It took a while to get through to Pharaoh. Let that be an encouragement to you when it's tough sledding. Number two, despite Moses' speech impediment, God knew Moses had other gifts. The gifts required of a leader, like what? Courage? Faithfulness? The gift of seeing injustice around him. We know that from earlier and then seeking justice, the gifts of spiritual openness and innate curiosity. Moses may not have had a gifted tongue, but he had a strong voice. Do you understand? Do you see the difference? How often do we focus on what our weaknesses or liabilities are and overlook where we are strong and gifted, where our voice comes from. Huh? It is probably the case that you underestimate that voice. Many of us do. That's why we do the GPS course, to get in touch with all the ways that we're gifted. Number three, three. our shortcomings 
can be an occasion for others to step up and use their gifts. For instance, Moses' impediment and reluctance was so serious that God grudgingly conceded that, yeah, Moses would need a spokes, spokesman. Enter Aaron, his, uh, his smooth-talking brother. God worked out a system with them. If uh, Moses was God's mouthpiece, Aaron would be Moses' mouthpiece when facing Pharaoh. I guess it worked, didn't it? It's also worth pointing out that a weakness can be a bridge to strength. How? For instance, our vulnerabilities or weaknesses can connect us more meaningfully with others, giving resonance and humanity to our voice and permission for others to be vulnerable too. When everything is said and done, though, I want to close on this point This is the story about a person who saw what others didn't see, a burning bush. We're back to that bush. He saw something ordinary, a bush, that was on fire with a mysterious and transcendent power. And it was Moses' relationship with this transcendent power, God, that was Moses' biggest asset and the strongest element of his voice. His curiosity, I would submit to you, about finding God in everyday life and his openness to entering into a dialogue with that transcendent voice. It was this voice, God's voice, that gave Moses the power to claim his own. So too are we, all of us, called to see in the ordinary places and spaces, and people in our lives that if we're paying attention, there might be a luminance in what someone says, a voice there that comes from someplace else, in a member of your family, in a neighbor, in a stranger, in a situation you're in. Because our reality, our world, our dimension, our existence is not flat. It's also vertical. Are we open to that vertical where that intersects with our flat world? Burning bushes all over the place, I got to tell you. And it's not about some incredible miracle. It's that God is with us. God is here. And it is that God, that voice that is present in our everyday lives that ultimately gives us our strongest voice. May you be open to burning bushes in your own life as you discover your voice, and may God be with you and your mouth. Amen.